Hello, and welcome to the Tea and Grumpets podcast, Halloween edition part 5, being recorded for you live on the eve of all eves, Halloween. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Glenn. And I'm the other one, Mike. And before we kick off proceedings, we'll start with our traditional and usual, Mike, how have you been? I'm pretty good. Can't complain, it's been an extremely busy week, you know, um, lots of fun during the school day with kids getting dressed up for Halloween. The spirit is much alive in uh, middle school and not at all in high school, which I find very funny, but I am okay. Uh, currently awaiting trick-or-treaters. There, are, I, I've already seen some, so uh, it's going to be a fun day. It always is. And how about you? How's, how's your week been? Uh, yeah, very good, actually. I'm recording... Um with my mic and I'm adorning my new Steel Series headset so I've replaced my ones that are broke. Uh, yeah, it's been a pretty good week. Uh, work's been busy, but you know, nice chilled weekend. Some nice alcohol on the flow. Um, so yeah, pretty good actually. Pretty good. Can't complain. Nice man. Nice. Yeah. I'm psyched. Now. Yeah. Talk to me. Before we kick off, we're just gonna kick off. <laughs> Mike, what is? an american halloween to you let's just do this with the whole part here in grumpets is this the uk side it's the us side american halloween go well we have the real one obviously you know so (laughs) (laughs) um halloween in the us halloween in the us is to some one day to a lot of people one month long um of preparation sometimes many months but you know, during the beginning of October, you set up your house, you get uh, the pumpkins, and um, you, you start planning your costume, you know, that month or months in advance. And the day of, such as today, around noon, which is the time we're recording, um, people usually take their younger children around and trick or treat. And, um, it, you know, I have fun with it personally. And, you know, I always get up and I always do it. But there are people that just don't answer the door or leave candy outside saying, please take one. And then one kid takes all of them. Um, And generally, it's gotten better. Like, kids usually stop around 8 p.m. You always have the occasional teenager that, like, it rings around 10 or 11 and you just don't answer. But it's a day of fun for children. Um pretty straightforward you know um i have many halloween memories which i'll share but in terms of the day of it's pretty cookie cutter two o'clock 12 o'clock to around eight o'clock you're gonna get them all day um sometimes a little sometimes a lot um depending on where you live so that's really the the kitty aspect the adult aspect adults get dressed up they go out um, you know, I was at a birthday party yesterday and like this couple of 60 years old was like going to be Batman and Robin. So uh, I think Halloween is timeless in the U.S. I think any age can appreciate it. Um, and in it, for some, it's an excuse. But for a lot of us, it's just, you know, uh, another reason to party. So how about you? Yeah, it's, it's the same uh, over here because uh, I think in some strange convoluted way uh, what the UK's done is they basically imported the American version of Halloween. Uh, we don't really get uh, trick-or-treaters, we don't mm. really get them that long. And already over here for some reason it's you have to wait until it goes dark before you can go out. Not sure why, um, but that, that seems to be the thing. But yeah, essentially what's in the UK 
celebrated now is an American Halloween and people say oh it's an American thing but as we'll learn tonight and as I learned about an hour ago for reading this <laughs> um, <laughs> it's really not an American thing it did kind of it did actually start in Britain and a few other countries and went to the Americas but America's done that glorious thing of taking it owning it spinning it making it a thousand times better and putting it back out there Glenn I have um, to stop you there's no way that it started in Britain there's, the, 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 Halloween's American yeah okay (laughs) (laughs) as the american i have to act like the american um we do it better than you i'm sorry it maybe it started Uh, there oh but no 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 you do uh you do definitely do i'm in in the past years when you sent me the houses made up and you sent me the parades and the things like that i'm like ah crap why don't we do that over here (laughs) yeah okay so it's give me a brief history of uh halloween Okay, so it's a bit sketchy, but it starts out as a, it's a Christian a Christian tradition, which is the All Hallows Eve, which Scottish becomes uh, Eve is short for in is short for even, which means All Saints Evening. So basically, it becomes Halloween. So it's the shortened version of All Hallows Eve becomes Halloween. Uh, started out as a Christian thing where you would basically. Um, wait for the dead to come back it's a day when the dead can return and come back and visit and you'd also do something uh around the same time just the crazy bit around the same time called soul cakes now soul cakes were cakes um you'd bake and they'd have the cross on them and you'd go around particularly the poor go around people's doors asking for a soul cake in exchange for a soul cake they'd pray for your departed relatives um and that was kind of kind of the thing is there you had another another interesting thing i found out is uh historically people have abstained from eating meat on hallow's eve uh which which was not a bit in different. america we don't do that garbage <laughs> <laughs> nope. no I, but they can't explain why it's just another thing where um yeah they so you're telling me it. you're trying people are trying to turn halloween into vegan eve like that's not going to happen no yeah, it, this has been like, this is 100 years old. It's, oh, we won't eat meat this day, which is a bit odd. But it does go back, Halloween goes back to the 4th century, which which is crazy. It. And a lot of the traditions we had um, are basically pretty much what we do today, just we're doing the modern day version, like the soul cakes, it was called souling, that's your version of trick-or-treating. Um, people would share stories about their departed loved ones. Oh. Some people would share stories about encounters with spirits, so you'd have that as well. Um, there'd be a lot of church commemoration of it mm-hmm. going on. Uh, before pumpkins became a thing, people would be carving turnips, and I found this quite cool, that the reason the jack-o'-lantern or pumpkin came around is because when everyone went to America to form a, you know, the new land and go and colonise America you know settle it um they found pumpkins which were a hundred times easier to carve out than a turnip because i don't know if you ever had a turnip mike or seen a turnip oh yes i have i have yeah they're horrible horrible things it's absolutely horrible things i actually describe some people as turnips so i know exactly what they are that's that's fair yeah uh so that's that's where the, the the pumpkin thing comes from it's from your side of the pond people go oh we're gonna mark these out um but also, another thing that was quite interesting is Halloween. Some people view it as a chance, and I didn't like this particularly, for the dead to enact one final, one final act of vengeance before they depart tomorrow and they have to ship over to the other side. Um, hmm. 
which was which was interesting and the whole costume thing as well that comes from um people actually not wanting to have vengeance enacted on them by these spirits so you dress up in a disguise so they couldn't find you hmm. um and the jack-o'-lanterns were designed to ward off evil spirits so apparently evil spirits are terrified of uh, pumpkins with candles shoved in them. well do you know where the jack-o'-lantern originated from well, I've got a couple of a couple of things about that. The one I know is about a guy in Ireland mm-hmm. who basically uh, enticed the devil up a tree and then carved a cross very quickly into the tree so the devil couldn't come down. Anyway, he says to the devil, I'll let you down if you never claim my soul. And the devil's like, fine, okay, cool, I'm with that. Anyway, guy dies, goes to heaven, God goes, you can't come in here. And the devil goes, well, you can't come in here either. And apparently chucked a piece of coal at him, a boiling hot coal from hell. Um, and he used it, picked it up to use him to keep himself warm and put it inside a lantern. And apparently wanders around looking for a final place to rest. That's the story I've been told. It's an Irish one. Yeah, no, it's the same. And I love how you know that as well. Um, yeah, because I actually heard that recently on a, some other podcast. I'm like, yeah, it's stuff you should know. It was, it was really interesting. But yeah. Very, very funny. Now, let me ask you, do you over there carve pumpkins? Yes. Uh, I've sent you my photos, didn't I, of my one I carved? I definitely did not look at them. Ah, right. Okay. I'll send it to you now and you can take a look. This is. Did you see what I carved? No. What? Uh, right, we're going to exchange photos, photos right here, folks, because. Uh, look. I, this is it lit up. And. This is the one my fiance did, which she did an incredible job. She went very, very um, eloquent. Oh, yours looks great. And oh, I love it. Just <laughs> your surname. Yeah. So she did my surname, and she and she did a beautiful yep. job. She put a candle in it, like, and she lit it up last night. It looks so good. And then <laughs> next to it is mine, which is a pumpkin vomiting out its internal guts. That's that's amazing. And that is amazing. Glenn has a great one as well. With I actually like it a lot, but with an actual snake coming out of it because Glenn collects reptiles illegal. Oh, I should stop talking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I have a large collection of reptiles. Yes, that go in. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I carved this pumpkin out, and I took one look at it, and I thought, do you know what make that look better? A stage snake coming out of it so i went and picked up one of my snakes popped it in there and pablo she's um she's pretty feisty anyway, pablo she's quite you named the snake yeah. pablo yeah glenn oh <laughs> you guys are the worst with names over there like yeah you have yep. such weird names like glenn god or like i know no one's called glenn anymore it's an extinct name. Now, let me name ask you is it short glenn. for anything no it's... although well some some people call me I don't want to say it, actually. It might encourage people. Oh, okay. Glendola? <laughs> oh, no, I get Glenifer a lot. Oh, Glenifer. And I'm like, I, I've just owned it and got yeah. And they're like, oh, no, he's not annoyed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, so I put, put her in there and she came out and I was sat there waiting for an opportunistic moment where it looked like a tongue or something coming out. That's awesome. Now, do, they, do people display them outside over there? Or is it just... Yes. Okay, so it's the same as us. Normally, it's used as a, uh, you're welcome to knock on the door here kind of thing. Oh, that's really smart. Yeah, because like (laughs) no one would... 
people it did confuse people having a lit up pumpkin on display and then bit going nuts if they knocked on your door <laughs> see that's kind of like what's happening right now like while we're recording we disconnected the doorbell yet we have like pumpkins and everything outside and children are running around the neighborhood i feel kind of bad but whatever it's like the the, the ten thousand people that listen to this really need their fix of teen rumpets you know so but uh really poor little johnny needs his 15th snicker so he can get diabetes like yeah, what are you gonna do so let's talk about candy because that's the most important part of Halloween. Yes. Um, I'm going to be a jerk because that's my job here on Teen Grumpets. Like, what do you guys give out? Like, dental floss, toothbrushes? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, man. This is Britain. We don't do dental hygiene. <laughs> that's, that's what I figure. Like, I, like, what do you guys do over there? What, what kind of candy? Because I think we could do a whole episode on candy. Um, but what type we of candy should do a whole episode on it uh normally it'd be things like mars bars snickers um okay. starbursts like uh, we have some stuff over here like have you ever heard of a curly whirly glenn it's no <laughs> it's just like you're just saying some weird british word yeah too. like a curly whirly that sounds like a, a yeah. wet willy or something like you know what that sounds like that sounds like i turn your sister on her head and like put her head in the toilet bowl and flush like a, cur- a curly whirly like uh, so what is that yeah, basically, it's like um, fudge that's been twisted and curled, covered in chocolate, and they call it a curly whirly. Sounds good. Now, things like chomps. Uh, chomps, again, it's like the curly whirly that's been condensed. It's kind of stuff like that we, we generally give out. Um, chomps. Yeah, I mean, some some people give out apples. Yeah, well, we hate those people here. Yeah, which is like, did you get the memo about Halloween? I don't know. Like uh, the epitome of Halloween over here is if you give out full size candy bars, you are a god. Okay, like nice. And that honestly is one of my life goals. You know, not to be a great human being, not to help cure world hunger, to give out full size candy bars to kids, because there's no better feeling than just seeing those kids. Like, oh, you're that house. That's awesome. So that, that's as good as it gets. And like, mm-hmm. it, it, it's, we give out very similar stuff besides curly whirlies. You know, we have uh, <laughs> Snickers and everything. But um, over here, it is just huge marketing. And I went this morning to pick up a small little bag of Snickers, which would normally cost a dollar. It was $6 today. You know, obviously it is Halloween, but even as of two, three weeks ago, they just start hiking up the, the price of candy so it's quite frustrating but um yeah it, like we they have variations on things here which is cool too they have snickers they i picked up a fudge brownie snicker for the kids like i i think it's great now i want to talk a little bit about our halloween experiences like mm-hmm. w- what did you dress up as do people dress up over there like is it a thing uh yeah, they, they, they do they do dress up. Some people put in a lot of effort. Um, like they go to great lengths. I mean, it's probably not a patch on what what you see in the states, but yeah, people do dress up. Uh, I have been known to dress up in my time. I can remember I can remember a particularly good Halloween party where do you, do you guys do apple bobbing over there? Well, not personally, in most places don't. But we used to. I remember as a kid, it, it was sitting in the corner. So yeah. Yeah, anyway, I went to this Halloween party, and I actually went all out one year, and I got a full-on Joker suit costume, nice. shaved for it, dyed my hair, great, full-on, right? 
and I actually didn't realize this, but I did some apple bobbing and you can imagine what happened to the makeup. So it's a pretty good makeup, but it started running. It looked horrifying because <laughs> it just run and honestly, it was terrifying. Now, before I go into terrifying, we're talking about pumpkins. I, I found a photo when I was rummaging around earlier that I want to share with you. And this is a plaster cast of a carved turnip from back in the day, mm. right? Nice. Now, shut up, Alexa. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> I'm going to share this with you because this sent cold shivers down my spine when I saw this. Oh, let me I'll just chuck it on the Discord. What? Oh, God. Where are you? Oh, Jesus. Okay. And you wore that? <laughs> I didn't wear that. No, that's a cast. That's what jack-o'-lanterns used to look like okay. over here before they started doing the the, um, the pumpkin. <sighs> it's... I'll, I'll put it, actually, as the photo for this week's episode. I'll put Please it as Please do, because that's horrifying, folks. I'm really excited that you get to see what I'm seeing, because... It looks like an eighth degree burn victim. That, that that's all it is. It's horrifying. It, it really does. It's horrifying. Oh my god. Yeah, it really is. So, talking of costumes, right? So we do them in Britain. Yeah. Um, people, Halloween's not generally acknowledged by like the government or anything. No one wishes you happy Halloween. It's normally people who are a bit more fun. Uh, like my parents, they hated it. They kept saying, "Oh, it's an American thing. So mm. Don't do that." And, you know, fair enough if you've got that thoughts, but it's not, there's no point arguing with them about it. But you browse around on the internet and you've got the annual New York Halloween parade in Greenwich Village. Yep. Have you ever been to it? Yep. Right. The world's largest Halloween parade. How large are we talking? Oh, you can't move. That's how large. So. Okay. The, what, what they don't tell you is which is fantastic it's a gay parade okay it is mostly for the and i'm talking 10 years ago when i was there in it it's mostly members of the gay community coming out to celebrate uh-huh. and throwing a heck of a party um i got caught in it by accident because we were down in the village and Flash mob. um i'm like what i get it's halloween but I've never seen so many people and it got to the point where you literally couldn't move. You were just trapped there and like you moved when the crowd moved. It is thousands of people just in the streets taking over and see it's it's nice. I can now give you perspective for that New York Halloween in New York City versus Halloween of, you know, <laughs> on Long Island are two very different things. Um, and the train to get there is even more crazy but that halloween parade has been going on forever and i believe they tried to cancel it last year due to covid and people still showed up like this is a tradition that people take extraordinarily seriously and they dress Mm up uh extravagantly with you know every costume you can imagine and what i liked about it was that it wasn't necessarily people dressing up as the joker or this or that it was just like phenomenally made costumes like there was a, a, a man there is a peacock with feathers that spanned about 15 feet like each feather was handmade like people take a lot of pride haha get it in their costume and that day so it is a massive massive uh parade that's basically in the village and stretches all the way up to midtown as far as it can go but that again that was 10 years ago so that's what i can tell you about it 
nice, 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 nice. And what would what would you do? Because I've been looking into what historically people used to do to celebrate Halloween. Uh, what would you do on an average night in the states to celebrate Halloween? Like, what what's the thing that you go? I'm going to get my scare on. What do you okay. do for it? The, uh, there's three schools of thought. There is the old man, which is kind of me. I want to stay home and hand out candy to the kids so they have a Halloween to celebrate. You know, that's number one. The old, the flip side of that is I'm shutting off my lights and I hate children and I don't want to give them anything except hatred. So that's the mm-hmm. flip side. Number two is I want to go out, get all dolled up, look like a two cents, uh, you know, human being and party as hard as I can, which many people still do. Um, and they use it as an excuse to go out and have a great time looking in costume you know, uh, I've, I've done that many times. We rented out a small place in the city and everyone showed up as a wrestling character, which was really, really cool. Um, mm-hmm. And we just, you know, played adult beverage games and hung out and walked around and everyone was doing that. So um, it's it's really what your comfort zone is. But generally, it depends. If you have children, you're taking your kids out trick-or-treating. You know, that that's it. generally staying on your block or possibly the surrounding block but you're never leaving too far from home um if you're you know if you have kids or if you're an adult like you're just staying in so it's really about the matter of approach that you choose to do um and what's available you know there was no trick-or-treating last year we had two or three people and we shut the lights and we're like no actually what we did is we put a bowl of candy out that says take one blah 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 and you know what Kids were cool on our block. You know, no one was the jerk and dumped the whole thing. Plus, we have a ring camera and we would have yelled anyway. But, like, it seems, depending on your area, you know, I have hundreds of Halloween stories, Glenn. Like, last year they were cool. The year before, the parents rang the doorbell and they wanted candy. And I had to tell them, get off of my lawn. You are an adult. This is for your child. Go away. <laughs> so, it's it ranges from completely innocent to the dumbest human beings you could possibly imagine yeah um yeah so that's it how about you like what does a typical night of halloween look like in britain well uh normally what i normally do i used to have this tradition and i've broke it for the last couple of years but normally i'd watch a very particular thing on halloween and sit and just give out who you have knocked on the door here 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 have some sweets blah 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 yeah um but yeah uh this year i think i've done prob i think i've tried to do a horror movie every night throughout october yeah, i wish um yeah it's been a funny year for me actually because normally every year i'd be doing the inktober thing and i'd just mix it in with halloween and draw something every year i didn't bother doing it this year, <laughs> this year because you know i can't be bothered yeah uh, so i just did the horror movie thing and said and i think that's generally what a lot of people do over here is they'll just they'll just watch horror. you occasionally get people throw halloween parties mm. uh but the whole partying thing seems to be a bit low-key at the moment nice i i you know i think that's over here I, th- I wish it was like that, but it, it keeps evolving every year over here. Like, it's mm-hmm. now become more of, from what I see, it, with children going around, it's now, like, for the parents, too. Like, the parents bring a cooler on a cart. So they're just drinking, watching their kids, like, run up to random people's houses and get candy. And they are... Oh, you have the good parent. The good parent walks their kid up there and lets the kid ring the doorbell and is about five feet behind, you know, just to make mm-hmm. sure, okay, 
my kid's going to do the right thing. The adult's going to do the right thing and not kidnap my kid. And thank you so much. Have a great one. That's like the ideal knock, 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 trick or treat. Okay. Then you have these mutants that are evolving that they send their kids across your front lawn. Like, listen, we have a beautiful uh, walkway and they are trampling on your azaleas or whatever the hell you have. And they Mm -hmm. run up and the parents are literally in the middle of the street blocking the street yeah. with their their cart drinking heavily don't even know that they have children the children uh knock on the door and i've only gotten a couple times but it's it's either they hold out the bag and say nothing which is when i slam the door on their face or you get the classic trick or treat smell my feet and that i always appreciate i'm like you know what you have a you're trying you're a little scutch and you're trying to be cute here here's some candy but there's two things I have no use for. If you don't say the magic words trick or treat, you get nothing. Just like Willy Wonka. Good day, sir. Or mm-hmm. if you're a 19-year-old mutant that is wearing nothing, like just regular clothes and knocks on my door, I'm going to be like, go away. Okay? You have to try. It's the one day you can be anything you want. And you show up looking like a reg- your regular self? No. I'm sorry. You don't deserve candy. You know, you, you deserve a brain transplant. So... <laughs> it's it's very simple. It's very simple. Dress up, and uh, it's a night of debauchery. I think that's what it's turned into and what it once was. And um, I don't know. I I have many good memories from Halloween, and I have an extraordinary amount of bad memories from Halloween. Um, the good memories is dressing up with being a little kid. You know, there's a great picture yeah. of me. I, I was Zorro when I was like five. And there's a great picture of me with my foot on my father's chest with a uh, musketeer sword at his neck and he's like half dead. Like those are the memories I love. I dressed up as like a big bird when I was two, like all cute and stuff. It's when I started mm-hmm. to hit teen, my teen years that things just weren't fun anymore. I remember vividly on my block that the night of and the day after Halloween, there was shaving cream everywhere. I'm talking, I don't know, do you guys do that? Do you run around with shaving cream and just like destroy public property? Yeah. Yeah. Or it's eggs. Eggs is the other one. Yes, of course. There were eggs. That too. That seems to have died down a lot. But overall, like that was my childhood. And the worst Mm -hmm. experience, which I've hesitated for a while to see if I wanted to share this. And I figured what the hell, you know. Um I know who did it because they were the terrors of the block. They were just jerks. And Mm. I was coming home. I must have been at least 12 or 13. And for whatever reason, I was by myself. There's problem number one. They drove by and shot me with frozen paintballs. Frozen paintballs. Ran out, stole all my candy, and drove away. I was, I was, like, it happened so quickly. I'm like, you know what? screw halloween <laughs> i just walked back home which was like a block and, I'm, and my parents were like what happened i'm like i don't even want to talk about it like let's try this again next year and by that age next year you know they had all moved or whatever but kids and human beings are trash on that evening um yeah so i don't know if that story it, uh, reaches anyone but there is a certain sense of anxiety i have on halloween as like is anyone going to trash my house? 
Do I, like, what's going to happen? Which translates to a little bit of fear and a little bit of fun. Because you never know what's going to happen. And I could at least say, since I've been an adult, nothing has. But I still remember that, just walking, pop, 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 pop. And I'm like, the hell just happened? And they were ice, like, they put paintballs in ice. Who does that? Children. That's the answer. So... Yeah, that that's particularly brutal, malicious. Though, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, and but, but I'm not surprised. You know, they were teenagers. I was a ve- I was 12, maybe. So it's you know, they wanted candy and they got candy by any means necessary. So that's my Halloween horror story. But um, yeah. Do you have any Halloween horror stories, or is it just chip chip uh, cheerio? No, no chip chip cheerio. I'm afraid, but I, actually, do you know what I? I I want to talk about this. Do you remember, and I vividly remember this, being warned about this. Do you remember the whole, you call them candy apples, we call them toffee apples. Yeah. People say, oh, the people put razor blades yes. in them. Okay. All right. And apparently that killed the tradition of giving these things out. Yes. Do you know now, why that happened? What? Do you know the story yeah, of the, the razor? media doing it? No. No, no, no. Now, is there any truth in yes. it before you go on? So, right, I, I want you to I've, because I've read something mm-hmm. which horrified me even more, but you tell me the truth behind this to start with. This is what I read, okay? There was a guy that had a disabled kid, um, son, daughter, his own kid, and was poisoning their candy so he could collect on insurance money. And that, he was found, and that spread... That story spread, to, then I guess you're right, to the mass media, and they perpetuated that there's poison or, or you know, uh, razor blades in the candy, mm-hmm. and it was mass hysteria. But from what I can tell, it, it, it stemmed with that one case. What have you heard? This is, the, this is the thing. This is what I've read, is every case of candy poisoning is, has involved the parents doing it to their yeah. own kids' candy. Yeah. I mean... W-T-A-F. I don't know what the A is, but sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah actual. Oh, yes. It's actual. Yes. <laughs> like, who does that? Terrible people, Glenn. Terrible people hiding behind the veil of Halloween. Like, uh, I don't know. But, yeah, there's scary people out there. And, um, you know, it, it goes back to the story of Halloween. You know, Michael Myers and all all that. It's like... Oh, we haven't even gotten to that. Oh, I didn't know we were going to talk about it. But I think the bottom line is there are, on the night where everyone can be a monster, having an actual monster out there makes it that much more threatening and scary. You, you yeah. know, it's the the wolf hiding among other wolves. Like, that's what's truly terrifying. It's, you know, it, it's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be for kids. Mm-hmm. I gave this speech to my kids because half showed up in costume. The other half are like, we're too lazy. I'm like, listen to me. You have another three years of taking Halloween seriously before adults are going to be like, no, you're too old. Like, enjoy it. It is a special time. And people that dress up in their 60s and 70s, it it is my belief they just want to be kids again, at least for the day. At least that. Yeah, of course they do. So I can't blame them, but go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, no, of course course they do. You know, it's like anything, isn't it? You know, I, I still... I hate to say, you know, I'm in my early 30s, but mentally I still feel 12 sometimes. You know, I'll get excited at things and then you kind of catch yourself and go, oh, this is embarrassing. Um, like the age old thing, you know, when we, when we, this podcast was just about video games, is everyone in my family be like, why do you still play those things? And it'd always be the comeback of, 
why do you still watch television? That's dull. You don't do anything. Yeah. Um, because it's seen as a child thing. I don't think there's anything wrong with embracing your inner child and joining in. As long as you're not actually thinking you're a child, you're all good. Yeah, that's true. It's like, listen, you can be into whatever you want to be into. Uh, and as long as you're passionate about it, I don't think anyone should crap on that. You know, I have kids that love anime. You know, personally, I love wrestling. Like, wh- what does that affect you? Who cares? Like, everyone has their own thing. And uh, Halloween is a time to yep. embrace your inner child and say, okay. You know, but to me, if personally, I'm at the age of like, I'm not going to go get dressed up. I'm just not, unless there's a giant party, which I'm over. I'm happy sitting at home. Like tonight, we're going to watch my favorite Halloween movie and movie of all time, Nightmare Before Christmas. Kids are... Ha, watched it last night. <laughs> See? Like, that is my favorite movie, and, I, and my fiance has never seen it, so I'm, you know... Wow. I, I'm like, tonight's your night. You know, hopefully we have time, but it's like, I'm going to throw that on. Whoever comes to the doorbell, I'm going to take a... <laughs> it's funny. She goes, one piece of candy for each kid. I'm like, get out. <laughs> like, I went out and specifically <laughs> bought more candy so I could just... I hate people... Like, I hate mm-hmm. people that... Are just like all right, one for you, one for you. I. I take a handful and I just throw it. So I bought enough candy where I could be generous, you know. And I get, you know, why it's 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 freaking expensive to fund this Halloween business we have going on. So um, certainly, is. I'm gonna sit, I'm gonna watch, I'm gonna relax, you know, um, and that's it. Uh, it's annoying that it fell on a Sunday this year because every kid is gonna be a corpse tomorrow, um, you know, not literally, just mentally from the sugar crash, but. Um, I don't know. Now, let me ask you. Did you ever trick-or-treat as a kid? I wasn't allowed to. Okay. What? Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. <laughs> I actually got banned from doing it as a kid. Because uh, my parents absolutely hate Halloween. They just oh, okay. don't do it at all. And by the time I could kind of go out, it was it was just all over. However, my kids always took them trick-or-treating. Like, like no, they're not, they're not suffering that same thing. I'm going to make sure they, they get full enjoyment out of this. Now, How do you, what I'm interested yeah, in, right? Go ahead. Is you're going to show your fiance Nightmare Before Christmas tonight, yeah? Yes. My, my partner, Nick, had never seen this. And in her suggestion, she's like, oh, let's watch it in the cinema. Because I've got a cinema where I'm recording in. Got an own personal 10-foot screen cinema. Oh anyway, she's like, let's watch it. Within 10 minutes of seeing this, she declared it a massive piece of crap yeah. and left. That, that's basically <laughs> what I'm expecting. Um, yeah. And I was so, I was just like, so taken aback. I just c- couldn't even entertain the idea that someone didn't like this film. I, I'm fully prepared for it. You know, and I don't take it personally if she hates it or anyone hates it. Mm-hmm. You know, it just to me. It is the epitome of Halloween. It is the best film ever created. It it's timeless, and there's a reason why. Like I went to Home Goods today, which is this thrift store or that whatever the heck it is, and Jack Skellington is everywhere. Like it is classic. I am so happy it's a classic. But yeah, um, what didn't she like in particular? Songs hated it as a musical. Understood. I understand it. Yet there's some some people don't like musicals. I hate musicals. With a passion. I hate everything about yeah. musicals. I hate that it's happy. I hate that everything's a song. Oh, I went to the bathroom. Look at me now. Like, no one cares. Nightmare Before Christmas. It's catchy. It's dark. It's, you know, it's 
everything. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of excited. I'm kind of excited. So um, Halloween films, while we're on it, I mean, that that's the biggest one for me. I watch it every year multiple times. Um, horror, you're watching a lot of, and we, we speak a lot about horror. Uh, what do you think? <laughs> What do you think is the number one Halloween movie? Oh, what uh, number one Halloween movie? I'm trying to think what I watch a lot of. Don't think too much. Just it, it, the one you would reach your hands into your pile and go, "This is the one on Halloween." Yeah. See, this this is the thing, right? Uh, it's the <laughs> you you probably never even heard of it. But it's the Psychoville Halloween special. I've watched that every Halloween since it was broadcast. Tell me about it. Uh, uh, and it's basically the whole the whole series Psychoville. Uh, excellent series. Can't recommend it enough. Okay. But it's uh, the whole the whole thing of it is it's just four separate stories interwoven into one, um, mm. and it's just really really well done. And that's what I watch every year, without fail. Maybe this year I'll fail. Hmm. Maybe this year. Yeah, that's what that's what I go for. That's cool. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I just think it's Halloween. You know, it's there's something about Halloween. Watching that on Halloween that is just creepy. But eh, I just love the season. I love the season of uh, of you know haunts and ghosts. So now, do you guys have special events like? Uh, what like parades? Like no, like haunted houses. Um, yeah, we we do, but not to the extent. Um, there's a thing near me. It's called Scaresville. Cool. Uh, which is basically a really old Tudor mansion. They turn all the gardens into this crazy, like scary setup, and hire actors to go out and terrorize people. Nice. Now this thing gets booked up weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks in advance. Mm. Um. And that, that's kind of the thing a lot of people will actually go to is that basically you have the crap scared out of them. Um, that'd be one of those things. Um, it'd be classed, but they are kind of few and far between. We don't have as many. Yeah, we have a ton. As... We have. Okay, take you through the best one you've gone to. <sighs> okay. Um, there's a couple. Um, and they're actually all located in the same area, but. Uh, there's this place where I live called Bayville, and they had, for a very long time, a haunted house at a fire station, you know, where firefighters lived. And it was all funded mm -hmm. by the firefighters, and it was, all, it was all done by the firefighters. That one was exceptional. It, it was a six-hour wait. Um, you would just be on the line, and eventually you'd get in, and as you got closer, more attractions started to happen, and... I can tell you, for me personally, that was the best one I'd been to at the time. It was short. It was maybe, I don't know, 20 minutes. Um, but it was intricate. Every room had a different feel. Everything was, uh, you know, really well thought out. You know, as you waited, there was a guy shaving in a tub filled with blood. And he was my favorite. Like, if my friends listening know exactly who that is, but he he was just covered in blood. He would talk to you like he would look at you. He would scare the crap out of you, and the ride didn't even start. It was a walkthrough. Everything in, uh, where I live is a walkthrough. There's no, like, uh -huh. you know, 
get on a cart and go see the haunted mansion so that was there for many years and then further down the block they had this plot of land and they took over it and they opened what they call the screen park now the screen park is five well now six different attractions within a park that is all dedicated to scaring the bejesus out of you um and to me that was the epitome of any of them because there were so many different ones. They had Bloodworth Manor, which was a giant manor where you walk through, you go into the various rooms of the manor, uh, you were greeted, basically like the Haunted Mansion, same concept. Then you had the clown 3D the craziness where they give you 3D glasses, everything's psychedelic, everything is spinning, it's basically Pink Floyd, the walkthrough, and clowns come out and scare the crap out of you. That one was really cool. Um, they had a miniature golf course where you could walk through a pirates themed miniature golf course where you didn't play golf. You just walk through and like, I remember one specifically that like there was a carton and on the other side, you heard the sound of a sword scraping the ground and you had to go through. That was really well done. Um, God, there's a couple more. Oh, they had a corn maze, which was brilliant, but it was Whenever we went, it was raining and it was muddy. So you would just get destroyed. And the actors would be like inside of a corn patch covered in garbage. And they were great. Mm -hmm. That was cool. And I think there's one more. I just don't remember it. So that was probably the best one. I've been to a couple of other ones that were quite good. One that I remember was in Franklin Square. And we went and you go through the whole thing and you think you're done. And the whole line you can see the line where you just came out of afterwards and you're walking away and everyone's looking at you and you're like what what the heck and then from behind you a chainsaw revs and a guy comes sprinting at you like i, I it, it was you know it was like the what is that friday the 13th at the end no spoilers here but like it, it was hey you're done oh no you're not and that to me was the epitome of almost needing a diaper that was the scariest one i've ever been to because you know the, the people in the back of the line were just like casually looking over to see if you were smiling and then see you running out screaming you knew something was going to happen but you didn't know what uh, and that's my favorite memory of any of them that i've been to is being scared again so um yeah, they're so well done out here, and there's so many, and there's a lot of things for children. There's haunted hayrides and stuff like that, but it's really well done, and a lot of people volunteer for this stuff. There's a lot of sickos that want to go night after night and scare the crap out of people, and I respect that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why wouldn't you want to? Yeah, so I, I feel very lucky that uh, we have them. I truly wish I could go to more Um but time getting older, all that, it's just, it's my favorite thing in the world to do is just go and get the crap scared out of me. I've taken many friends there. I've seen many thrown out because they are just too scared and just instinctually punch the actor in the face. Like, you can't do that. That's rule number one. But when you're scared, you do stupid things. So, um, yeah, I'm very fortunate over here. We take it seriously. Halloween is a religion to a lot of people here. Like, Mm -hmm. I, I could already hear throughout this podcast of 42 minutes that basically my door is being pounded down. We want candy. Okay. Just like the, the new Halloween film, like, yeah, vengeance is ours or whatever. It's like, I hear the chance of candy outside my house. Like it is taken seriously. There are countless things to do. So it's, it's a freaking religion over here. I think. 
What do you, what do you think about um, like have you ever seen what they do in like Japan where they'll go all out for experiences like this? And they'll actually adopt old mental health units into yes. haunted asylums and things like that. And uh, you know, I've I've never experienced one of those ones, but you actually look at them online and what they're what they're doing, and they look terrifying they don't look like they're playing they look like okay. you would suffer a major heart attack or something actually going in there well uh, i'd like to tell you about one in the united states there are many haunts that are up there for experiences but mm-hmm. have you ever heard and i think i know you have of mckamey manor uh remind okay. me okay does ring a bell mckamey manor is a haunt that you have to sign a 32-page, um, whatever the hell it's called. They're basically signing your rights away. Disclaimer, yes. yeah. Okay. It has changed states about 12 times. Because every time it pops up, it gets shut down. Because it's... I don't want to say it's borderline torture. Because you know what? I've, I've watched more than enough to know that the people signing up for this want what's going to happen to them. Okay? Now, in yep. this haunt... I'd say about 70% of the people don't make it there. The haunt starts a month before you get there with the owner, Russ McCamey, sending you instructions what to do. You're basically his slave, okay? So the first week might be like, you're not allowed to shower. Second week might be like, you're not allowed to brush your teeth. You have to shave all of your head except one side of it, okay? Then the day comes where you are going there. And to his credit, he does severe background checks. Okay? He makes sure that you are mentally sound. You need a doctor's note. You need a psychiatrist's note. You need to pass an extensive physical. Okay? The day comes that you're there. He blindfolds you and throws you into a truck. About, like I said, 70% of people don't make it out of that truck. They give in. Yeah. He, and he has exclusive forms of, I don't want to say torture again, but uh, ways of scaring you, all psychological. You can um, view them online. I would not suggest it. I really would not suggest watching this because none of it is pleasurable. Uh, they stuff you in a freezer that's filled with water. Okay. Um, they put tarantulas in your mouth. They make you eat bad uh, eggs that have gone rotten. They put your head in a cage filled with snakes. They lock the cage. Uh, his number one question to you is, what is your biggest fear? And then he breaks you. I've seen Navy SEALs go in and be broken. I've seen um, you know, the strongest people go through. No one has ever gotten through it. No one has ever gotten through it. It is supposedly the small experience is six hours. The full experience is 12 hours. I think someone has made it to around hour four or five yeah this is on dark tourist that's where I've yes this from. Yeah. it's the most famous one and um it's yeah that's as extreme as it gets from my knowledge i i'm not familiar with the japanese version but out here he, he I, I follow the guy because it's there's nothing like it there's nothing like it um he's struggling to find permits because uh, you know there's a whole group that has went through it and have tried to sue because they're like, you know what? What he says and what he shows is not what he does. He beats the crap out of us. And I don't believe that. You know, I just believe that when you are that mentally broken, 
I don't think you can fathom what the heck's going on. So, yeah, in terms of extreme haunts, that's the most extreme one I know, McKamey Manor. And, um, God, it, it's pretty crazy. It, it's pretty crazy. Anyway, my doorbell's ringing, and people want candy. But talk to me for a little bit, Glenn. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, we, we, we wouldn't, I mean, wow, you wouldn't even get anything like that in the UK, definitely not, um, it'd be a strict, I, I don't even think you'd be able to get away of signing a waiver over here, because they're just not entertained, it'd be, it'd entertained a bit, but I think the minute you start laying your hands on someone, uh, yeah. that's it, you're, you're, you're getting arrested. Yeah, it's, um, it's, mm. It's rough to watch, man. It, it's it, I found it maybe five, ten years ago. Like it, it, It's quite entertaining, but it gets old real quick. I mean, seeing people just essentially do the things they don't want to do, it's not something that's pleasurable. And uh, there are haunts in New York City that are rated number two and three in the nation that, again, um, one is called Blackout, and you can sign up for it. They actually find you. So it gets super cryptic with Halloween, like in the. They find you. Yeah, they find. They invite you. They invite you if you have gone to. McKamey Manor. If you have gone to these extreme haunts, essentially, um, they will find you and invite you there. Like you cannot just be like, "Hey, I want to come." They're like, "No, we want you to experience what we have to experience because those extreme haunts are so well catered." year by year that they are a completely different experience and they're they generally tend to invite the same people year after year um mm -hmm. to, to show them you know they know that those people can handle it that they've already gone through it and they want to give them a completely different experience um that's the ones in new york city that i've heard about um i don't know if they've opened it to the public or not or if it was oh but i know that there are several that you can't even get into it's and it's Going back to McKamey Manor, and again, th this is all hearsay. I people think that there's a Vegas betting ring around it, it, whether or not people will get through it. Yeah. So people bet money like for like by hour two, this person won't do it. So it's be I I have no interest in it. It's just crazy. But yeah, there's a super dark side to Halloween. Um, if you want to take it that far, the question is how far do you want to take it on a freaking you know, on a haunt. Um, and before, let's go to the opposite side and talk positivity of Halloween. There are members of the community that make their own Halloween haunted houses in their driveways mm -hmm. for kids. Do you guys have that? Yeah, some people do. I mean, I've seen a few really good graveyards in my time where nice. people have made it an excellent graveyard as their, as their front garden. It's, it's incredible. Yeah, the, these are people that actually turn their garage and their front yard into a haunted house and build a complete haunted... Yeah. yeah. Um, that's a good thing. There's a great documentary, and it's called Haunters, I believe. Um, not sure what it's on. And McKamey's on there as well. So if you want to like mm -hmm. get an all into, intro... There was a guy that built one, and he had a new girlfriend, and he's like, listen... Eight out of the 12 months are mine getting ready for this. You can have the other four. And at the end, this woman's just like, you know what? It's either me or that. And he's like, get out of my house. Like, people really, really take this seriously. But um, I, I, I think that the people that really love it and, like, set it up in their driveways and do that for the entire neighborhood are the saints of Halloween that do it safely. And, you know, they, I wish I had that as a kid. That seems to be a newer thing. But um, speaking of Halloween, if you remember last week on Witches, Glenn, 
Mm-hmm. I spoke about the Massapequa Hell House. I w- yes. I went there. Yes, you did. I went there yesterday. So I went there and we drove fast. And I sent Glenn a, a very, very uh, blurry pictures because we were driving pretty quick. And guess what? The people were outside and they were weed whacking their lawn like normal people. And I saw the pink uh, Cadillac and I saw the house in all its glory. And my first take as we were driving was, what the hell is that? Oh my God, there it is. It is just as jarring as you'd imagine. I'm going to take many more trips there because I have family there. Um, but it was just as cool. And it enlivened the spirit of Halloween. So anyway, mm-hmm. I've spoken so much, my throat is starting to go. So, Len, any other ideas you want to throw around Halloween? Or questions or, you know. Yeah, there, w- there was one thing. Um, <laughs> and I jokingly, I jokingly said to uh, my partner Nick yesterday about this, thinking no one actually does this. I said, oh... Uh, they were saying what sort of games do you want to play on Halloween I went why don't we do a Ouija board <laughs> um, just just, just joking and in my reading today I found out this was a thing that people used to do back in the day they used to do scrying and talking to spirits and stuff and this would be one of the, the games you kind of play where you basically try and communicate with the other side which is slightly a strange thing to do on Halloween but I guess it kind of fits it as well yeah um, yeah, I mean, I, I've never, I've, ne- I've never done the whole Ouija board thing. I've had people do them in front of me, and they're going, "Do you want to do it?" And I'm like, "No." Hmm. <laughs> um, not sure why, but I, I don't know why I won't touch them at all. And it's, it's, it's part ninety percent of me goes, "It's complete BS." The other ten percent of me goes, "Don't touch that." Um, but yeah, apparently it was a Halloween thing. People used to do a lot of it was in Victorian England as well, and they, they, yeah, that was the time of the big spiritualism thing, anyway. So yeah. I imagine that was what they were doing it for. Uh, so yeah, have you ever done anything like that, Mike? Have you ever no, 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 no. messed about with stuff like yes, that? Yes, not on Halloween. One of my earliest memories as a kid was I, I was friends with these two older girls, um, and they came over. Like we had a nice pool and on that pool was a deck, small little deck. Mm-hmm. And I remember vividly that the three of us busted out a Ouija board. It was a summer day. It was gorgeous out. And of course it started moving and I was maybe five years younger than these girls. And like, I was like, oh my God, what's happening? So like, that's the only experience. I own one somewhere in the house, but it's not something I've ever messed with again because, uh, I know it's BS, like it's it's fine, but uh, Halloween games are, <sighs> bobbing for apples is really it. I, I, I'm i sure there are other ones other listeners know, but um, in terms of traditional Halloween games, bobbing for apples seems to be it. Oh, there's, I don't know if you guys have this, but like in the haunted house, it, it, this is pretty messed up. There's like a sheet over a bowl, right? Uh, a black sheet okay. and you don't see what's in it and you put your hand in and you have to squeeze whatever it is to see what it is and it's generally mm-hmm. in a dark room and it, this sounds really seedy and creepy and wrong but like y- you go in you have to feel around and like the person says oh these are the brains of you know whoever and it's spaghetti you know like and then it's like oh th- this yeah. is the guts of joel or whoever and it's jello do, do you guys have that uh yeah i've, I've seen that yeah. yeah it's silly that's more for kids it's spooky it's fun um but halloween traditions 
I, I just want to close and tell you that my first memory of Halloween that scared the you-know-what out of me. I went to a very Catholic school that was taught by nuns. And Halloween time came around, and it was always my favorite time of year. Um, there was a very small chalet, which is a very small house, that was divided essentially into two rooms. And on it's hard to describe, but there were two sets of doors back to back. So think of a hotel where you have your, your room, and then the other room is conjoined, but they have their door. And mm. there was a song that we had to sing and then we opened the doors and I'll sing it for you in my Barry White voice over here but it was, it was essentially there was an old woman with skin and bones and then it, it, the last verses and she went to the door and opened it Boo! and you would open the door and there would be a nun on the other side dressed up in some ungodly outfit just screaming that's when I was the most scared in my life and knew that I loved Halloween. Was when a nun dressed up as, like, I don't know, I think she was dressed up as a witch. And singing that song, to this day, brings me the greatest memories of Halloween. Because that was my first introduction to getting the, the you-know-what scared out of me. So, weird, but that was a Halloween tradition many years. It was just singing scary songs and uh, telling ghost stories and Ouija boards once in a while. How about you guys? Yeah, that's... Anything? No, we... Well, uh, so I suppose the one you, we always had, but I think that's... Everyone has it across the world, is the Bloody Mary Oh, one. yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, that's, that's the other one. Um, I, I've got a vague memory of having done this. Obviously, nothing happened. Uh, have you ever ever partaked in this? Say it again, Glenn. My brain just shut off. Have 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 you have you ever done the Bloody Mary thing? Oh uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah, uh, yeah. That that's the only thing we kind of have over here. Um, if anyone wants to contradict me from our you know forty percent uh, listing base in the UK and say no, there's a lot more UK traditions than that, feel free to hit us up anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah done that one and what happens is um i've never seen anything no neither have i neither have i i've done it alone i've done it with friends i've done it yeah you know it's it's the illusion that something can happen it's mm. the illusion and i think that's half the fun the, the, i think there's two types of fear glenn um genuine fear of something you know like i i, I cannot be in the same room with a tarantula like, I don't know. I can. I don't care about it. But a genuine fear of dying. And then there's another type of fear of when am I going to be scared? When is it going to happen? Um, anticipatory fear, maybe. Um, that And that's the type of fear I look forward to. That's the fun. Yeah. Like the haunted house, the, the wait, the silence before the storm. So, um, yeah. It's, uh, it's the one day, it's the one month that you can enjoy fear. And I think that the, the closer we get to fear, the, the more we can be okay with it uh, in real life. Uh -huh. You know, this is a great excuse. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. But the bottom line is it's, it's, it's fun being scared. It's fun going and paying money and getting the crap scared out of you. You know, it, it makes me feel alive again. And it reminds me that I'm human. 
It reminds me that I am not impervious to harm. So, um, but would I go as far as to get tortured and do all that? No, 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 no. For me, life is scary enough that Halloween should be about fun, should be about, you know, kids getting candy, go to your haunted houses, be cool. You want to shave and cream each other, fine. Just don't egg my house. (laughs) So... Um, just off the back of that, and before we wrap yeah. up, I'll just say, scariest thing that always scares the crap out of me, video games. Films, they yeah. don't scare me so much anymore, but video games, you get me engrossed. Uh, one of my fondest memories, the one I'll be playing tonight actually, was when Mike first introduced me to Phasmophobia. Mm-hmm. And we were playing, I want to say, maybe, maybe, it's probably about a month after it was released, and that deep-seated, horrifying, gut-crunching fear of not knowing what was going to happen. And, yeah, I get that with video games still that are designed to scare. Mm-hmm. For me, they're the things that scare me this, these days. Video games. Yeah, that and people's opinions. Yes, 100%. Yeah, that and people's opinions. Um, but for this week, uh, and happy Halloween, everyone. I have been And I've been Mike, and happy Halloween, everyone. And take care, and we'll speak to you soon. Bye-bye.